0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Deep3 podcast. Uh, Today, my guest is Alex Olach from uh, Berogán Lugo, and uh, I think uh, a lot of people in the Midwest know him from his uh, Northwestern days. And um, Alex, welcome.
1: What's up, everybody? Glad to be here.
0: (laughs) All right, so Alex has a long story. You know, he started basketball in Romania. Uh, They came over to the U.S. uh, His junior year high school, right? Yep. Yeah, then on, uh, played high school two years, uh, went to Northwestern, where uh, I believe you do hold a record there for the blocks, right?
1: All-time block leader. (laughs)
0: There you go. There you go. And then uh, he's been uh, a pro overseas. He went back to Europe and uh, played in uh, Belgium, uh, Netherlands, uh, where else? Romania. And now he's uh, currently in Spain with with, uh, Brogan Lugo. Yep. Right, Alex, so uh, tell us a little bit. Let's let's take it back to the um, the days where uh, you st- you left Romania to come uh, to come to the U.S. How was uh, how was that transition
1: for you? It was tough um, for me. I had no idea about college basketball or high school basketball or anything other than the, than the NBA. I had no idea what what is it about. So or even the lifestyle. Um, I, I just went in blindly and I said, you know, this is a great opportunity for me. I'm gonna jump on it uh, and then try to do the best out of it. If I cannot manage it, if I cannot practice, if I don't make it in there, I can always come back. So I, I, I went in there and, uh, you know, it, it was unbelievable. Um, I met a great family, a host family in Indiana, uh, you know, Whitestown. And uh, I stayed with them for two years and there I went to high school and you know as, as soon as I landed in, in, in the states in Chicago, I had to drive three hours to Indiana and halfway uh, there I, I met my host family for the first time and uh, it, it was you know like it was a switch between the cars like a, it was like a <laughs> Like somebody would just sold me to them, you know, it was just like, here, bags and then go with them. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, you know, my very first experience was when I went to a volleyball tournament with my sister, you know, and uh, when I got there, I wanted to go to the bathroom and then a cheerleader came and she was in my way. And uh, her first reaction, pretty much everybody else's reaction in the states, was like, oh my gosh, like, you were so tall. <laughs> and she looks at me, and, and I, I think she was like maybe five two five. I'm not exaggerating. Like she was, she was short. And then uh, she asked me like, hey, like how tall are you? You're so tall. And I just got there, and I'm like two meters and ten centimeters. She looked at me like, What, what, is- <laughs> what, what planet are you from? <laughs> And I, I started panicking. I'm like, I don't know what to tell her. And then luckily my host and my host mom came from behind and she said, like, yeah, he's six ten, like he just came from Romania. And then I went to the bathroom and I just splashed, you know, cold water on my face, like, Okay, like I'm here in the middle. Of Reset what? <laughs> but yeah, let's let's do this. So yeah, in the first couple of weeks, um, I did not get out of my bedroom only to eat and go, go to school and practice. Um, you know, I was really shy. Um, but as soon as I got to know my host parents, it, everything was amazing. I got so lucky to be with them and, uh, be hosted by them. And then, yeah, I think
0: for a lot of people, they don't understand this transition to, uh, to like speaking English all the time, you know, it's just so hard to do it in school, especially in school. And then you, come home to your new home whatever and then it's the same and it's, it's it, you don't always find your words right I think that was my my struggle uh you know the first few months you couldn't really find your words and actually I had a teammate back then who was, a, who was a really good friend of mine you know and I lived with him for two years so you can see he's my brother and we we're pressing I think it's like a one-two-one-one press and I was at the top so I turned around and I was like yeah speak to me right speak speak it looks at me. He's like, "What?" Like, you mean talk? I'm like, "Yeah, talk." Like, <laughs> right? So you try to communicate, but it's not always the same. And uh, you know, as you learn um, in the books back home. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a culture shock, shock, and adjustment period. But um, how about the basketball side of things? Uh, how, how was that for you?
1: I mean, basketball was natural. I've been doing that already. So it's, it came natural to me. Um, definitely it was a big adjustment there too in, in, in the individual workouts, um, the accent, like it was, they were really drilling that in practice and uh, back home, we almost never did that. Like it was literally like run around the, Court for like five minutes to warm up, stretch a little bit, and then just play five on five, you know? And then uh, here in the States, I started doing like ball handling, um, you know, a bunch of other workouts, like slides. And uh, I was like, wow, like this is really different. And I really felt like it's improving my game and pretty fast too. Um, and the other thing about basketball was just the the, Facilities they have. It's just such a big difference. Uh, there are, from high school, especially like I, my whole family, and you know, Indiana, and from, for everybody that knows that, Indiana is a pretty big basketball state. And some high school gyms there are as big as some college gyms, you know, arenas, which is for me, when I found out, when I've been to one, <laughs> and when I find that out, it just blew my mind. Like, how, how can this be? Because, you know, in Romania, it's we barely have good gyms for the first league. So, Um, and then the competition is, it was just so much more uh, physical and faster. I believe, Uh, you know, kids have been playing for since they were young, like really early age. And when I got there, I've been playing basketball for two years. So they already got some experience and I had to catch up. Luckily, I was maybe talented enough and then my height also helped to stay above <laughs> above them all. But um yeah, I got lucky also. I got coached by Dave Jamerson. Uh he played in the NBA and also played for Ohio State. I believe he still holds the record for most points in the game at uh, Ohio. Yeah. Sixty game. Like he's he's a great shooter. He was he was an unbelievable. He practiced with us. He was kicking our butt in practice, man, like, it was so funny, Um, but I got, I got coached by him, and that was amazing, because he played at the highest level, so I had a lot to learn from him uh, on the court and off the court, so, um, so far, you know, I had my foundations or fundamentals from Romania, and then I got to the States, I tweaked them, and got them a lot better, so I can go play in college, in the NCAA,
0: Next level, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've been through that t- transition, so I really understand everything that you're talking about, but this stuff can be, uh, you know, it, it can be new for some people. Um, so how was that recruiting process as far as college goes? Um, you know, because as an American, you you know all this stuff, right? So when I came in, I had no idea what it meant to be recruited. I was getting all these letters, and I was like, you know, I was like, does UNC really want me? Like, no, no, they just send you a letter. You're somewhere on the list. Uh, yeah. Just kind of get a feel. So I was like, oh, okay. So that's how it goes. And you you learn so much about a process, as far as who you know who really wants you on their team, who's just uh, you know you're one of the fallout guys. You know, if their main options don't work out for a scholarship, or if you're just kind of on their radar, just you know, hey, fill out this questionnaire your height weight and where you play and you know maybe we'll make some time come see you play or something and it, it, it's just different you know you don't you don't know coming from uh from europe or anywhere else in the world coming from the us you don't really know all this stuff so how did you deal with you know colleges approaching you approaching the coaching staff and um yeah just tell us about that process
1: yeah, so my my process actually started um a year before I left. Uh, that was the first time I got in touch with some college coaches. Uh, I got a phone call. I forgot what college it was. They said they were interested in me and if I would like to come to the States, uh, if they did high school or whatnot. Um, and then uh, Northwestern found me, and the way they found me was through European championships. Uh, apparently, one of the coaches was there. They were watching us. Um, you know, Romania played in Division B. I played in Division B, uh, and it's a difference. Obviously, when you, know, when you play in Division A, you probably get more exposure, and so apparently there are college coaches that in Division B, too, and I had no idea. You know, I I'll, was I'll just playing. I was just doing my job. Right now, it's getting a lot...
0: Uh, you know, I left in 2004. Clearly, you left, you know, a few years after that, so it's, it's gotten a lot better. I think that's, that's great because college coaches acknowledge that. Uh, you know, when I left, there was no social media, there was no all this stuff. So it's very difficult. Uh, I mean, it was just difficult to get to get seen by colleges. So you were fortunate to be seen by you know at the European Championship, and uh, that's that's pretty awesome. How about the like the AAU process? Did you go through that or yeah?
1: Yeah, so I, I, came to college, I came to the States and uh, played high school and I played in AAU uh, my, my junior year before my junior year and then afterwards also before my senior year. Um, and I know a bunch of other kids are loving it. I hated it. I just- I think
0: it depends on the style of play. I think in knowing I, you, uh, knowing the way I played too-
1: I, I was on a good team. I was on a good team. Uh, I, we played right, you know, everybody was touching the ball, everybody was shooting, like, it was nothing like that. Uh, yeah, we were running up and down a lot, but the only thing was, for me, was how can a player or a team play like three or four times in a day? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was one of the main guys too, so I had to play 30 plus minutes. And by the end of the day, I was just tired of it. I'm like, you know what? And then the next day, we had another two games or something like that. Um, So for me personally, I hated it. Um, But like you said, I can see why the style of play of some teams of some players, they can just get the ball and shoot all the time. I had to rely on my point guards to pass me the ball. So uh, that that might have an impact on it. But um, I think it definitely helped me uh, get more exposure. Coming to the States, I knew I was going to go to Northwestern. Yeah, they were the ones that were very interested in me, and uh, I was interested in the program. Uh, I knew they needed a center like, you know, my, the place like me, and uh, it was a good school, and so I was like, this is no-brainer. I'm going to get minutes right away my freshman year, which is, you know, pretty rare, especially big time. Yeah. Um, so I knew right away, I actually committed my junior year, but playing in AU games, I still got, like, you know, some attention and like, hey, like, I know you committed, but, you know, even before that, like, I started to go to, before I committed, I went to Valpo, I went to other, other colleges, and I also got a bunch of letters like you did, but mine, <laughs> which was the funniest thing ever. I don't remember the college, maybe I should, I, I remember, I don't even want to say it. Uh I got this letter from his college and I looked at the letter and I see Ola Alexandra. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I, do you know who you're recruiting? Like <laughs> you think you got like a seven foot, you know, 270-pound girl <laughs> like coming to play for your college? Like what? Um, uh, but I don't know, that was funny. And as soon as I saw, it wasn't the only one. Got a bu- I got a bunch of other ones, like my name were wrong, I would just throw them away and I'm like, no, I don't want to see it. Like, you don't know my name.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't really going to fill them up and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, AU just, it, it can be different. You know, I played on a team, I played on a small team. Like you said, it's it's grueling. I just remember one Sunday, it was uh, Tubby Smith was at Kentucky. He was recruiting me. and. Hmm it was we played Friday night I think maybe it's like three games four games on Saturday and then they told me that night that oh because the assistant coach saw me Saturday so I was like oh yeah Tubby's going to see you Sunday or something like that and I was like what I was like we have a 9 a.m. I was like that's the only chance too because we had a 9 a.m. game and we just played like maybe eight thirty p.m. yeah and it was like a single elimination so he had to come to that game. So I was like, my God, like, we just like five times in 24 hours. <laughs> Girl, I really got to put my best foot forward.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it was tough. It was, it, was, it, it was different. It was different back then. I don't know. Right now, I think, you know,
1: yeah, and that's that's another topic, too. I, there are so many debates about is this good for the kids or not? Uh, I know maybe most of the teams are in for the money. They don't really care about. The players as much, or you know, so that. But that's just another debate that we can yeah, talk some other time.
0: More insight on that. So hopefully, I'll have some uh, some people on this podcast that can uh, tell us more about it. Yeah. So how about Northwestern? I mean, you took a big leap, right? You're going to, uh, for me, is the best conference in the U.S. right now. Um, well, I watch it the most also uh, <laughs> because uh, I'm a U of M fan. So. I do watch it a lot, and then um, it's it's a tough league. I mean, and like you said, you're stepping in as a freshman, getting minutes. You know, how is that talking about adjustment? I feel like that's a huge adjustment right there. You know, facing um, you know, I mean, probably a lot of NBA picks, or you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe a junior or senior that can be an NBA pick. You know, I mean, I, I played with Etwan Moore when I was in Italy. Um, I've played against John Johnson. Um, multiple times so the talent level is there right so coming from high school as a freshman you know how's how's that uh how was that transition for you
1: yeah um let me remember a little bit (laughs) it's been a while (laughs) but um i think the biggest adjustment was uh it started from from summer school we went to summer school and we lifted like we lifted like crazy, and And uh, that was a big adjustment for me coming from Romania. I I lifted in high school too, you know, but not as much. Uh, I was big, but I was more puffy, you know, I was soft, (laughs) just just fat, no muscle. Um, You're like Margusol, right? You saw those. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, going in college, uh, they saw that right away, and they put me in a weightlifting program and diet as well, um, which I was looking forward to it. And then, uh, you know, there were NCAA roles, and there, there there still are, where you cannot practice with coaches. Uh, you only had like three hours in the summer, and then, you know, all these rules. Um, but going in, I thought it was gonna be easy, but there's such a big difference between high school and college. You know, I, yeah. And the thing was, my freshman year, I played against a bunch, like, I remember probably the, Biggest star I played my freshman year, and that still plays in the NBA right now is Alex Len. Um, I played against him. he uh, was Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, we played at home. They smacked us. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, they they really beat us. But he was an NBA prospect, you know, and uh, playing against him was just like wow. Like I have to work a lot. A lot, a lot to get better myself to have the chance to compete against these guys, you know, maybe beat them. I don't know. So also I had a lot of learning to do uh, with the coaches, you know, watch video on myself and the way I play and the way the other players play that I go against. So, um, and also balancing the schoolwork, you know, with, with basketball, it was challenging for me. Um, especially because Northwestern is such a good school, you know, I, I really had to study a lot. Um, but, you know, I got my good grades and everything, so that went fine. That went um, but yeah, I think those were the biggest adjustments I had to make going in my freshman year. And then um, the Carmody era was over and uh, Coach Collins from Duke, he was an assistant uh, for Coach K. Uh, he was hard as a head coach. Uh, my freshman year, even though I played a lot, like it, it did not go well. So I was thinking about transferring. Fortunately for me, you know, this 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 happened, and uh, I decided to stay. I talked with Coach Collins, and I decided to stay. And that was probably the best thing ever happened to me. And even still, like it was a big difference between you know my freshman year, my sophomore year in basketball, the, the, the col- he brought the, the culture from Duke, Coach K, which, you know, maybe the player I am today. I, I probably wouldn't be here if I wasn't for him, honestly. So, and that was just another level of basketball I had, uh, I had to adjust to, so, yeah.
0: That's, that's pretty cool. And how did that go for you as far as like, uh, preparing yourself and your body for what's going to come next. Because at some point you realize that, you know, you're good enough and you want to play in the NBA or you, you want to try out to play in the NBA. So I know you had a really good uh, senior year. And how did uh, that go for you? How, how was that summer, uh, you know, leading up to playing for the Pelicans, the summer league, you know, dealing with uh, agents, dealing with, um, you know, maybe offers from overseas? And also, at the same time, kind of just balancing, you know, the, the senior year towards the end of it. Uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Um, going into my senior year, I knew, uh, you know, this is, this is my last dance. This is my last chance to, to prove something for myself and also leave a good impression uh, at Northwestern. And this is my last chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and so... I had to give it all and unfortunately i had a stress fracture that took me out for about three four weeks um, mid-season and uh, but you know i was happy the way i ended the season and the way we we broke the record for most wins in the season so i was pretty happy we didn't make it to the ncaa tournament unfortunately Um, but i was pretty happy with myself especially because my family got to see me um but you know until the end of the season until i knew Alright, like that was my last game, like I did not even think or worry about, you know, who's my agent going to be, like, am I getting any offers, uh, should I talk to anybody, like, no, I have one focus right now, play basketball for Northwestern. and then, you know, we will have time after that, it's not the end of the world, so, you know, I just tried to do my best, and uh, I knew also if my team won, like, I'll, I'll be seen as a better player as well, so. That, that's what we did. And then uh, as a, soon as the season finished, uh, I got to spend a little bit of time with my family. They were there. They went back home. And then, you know, the recruiting process started for, for an agent. Um, I, I got a couple calls about like, hey, you want to be my agent or, you know, my client. And I'm like, yeah, let's meet. We got some meetings. Uh, some people recommended some uh, agents to me. Uh, you know, and then I, I just basically made a list and like decided based on that list, like, okay, who's helping me now, who can help me in the future? Um, am I a top priority to this agent or not? Uh, you know, is he the main agent in the business or in his agency or not? Um, you know, and what other clients does he have? Am I competing with anybody? Like, you know, stuff stuff like that. Like,
0: First, good things to to tell especially the the young kids coming out right now i think um they don't always understand you know stuff like uh details like you mentioned is he the main agent is uh do they you know who they represent and how many players they have in a position for
1: example that's another yeah.
0: thing um you know there's a lot of big agencies i know and a lot of kids kind of just go with oh, man, I like this, you know, it represents uh, so-and-so from the NBA and stuff like that, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a difficult job, and especially, you know, for, uh, for players, you know, it just kind of your future depends on it. You know,
1: yeah, I mean, your whole, career, your whole career depends on it because this is the beginning. This is the, you know, the way you start your career, I think, like sets up everything else, and if you mess up from the beginning, it's tough to recover. So, uh, it, it's a really important job to, to find the right agent that cares about you and not about money and that has a vision for you as a player, you know, where you can end up and, you know, he has a path, like he thinks about a path for you, like what leagues you can play in. You can play in the NBA or G League or... You know, well,
0: they have to know. I think a lot of, a lot of uh, kids need to understand that the agents really to know basketball it's not okay negotiating getting the money right uh getting the contracts right to make sure they are guaranteed and all this stuff that's that's cool but i think the agent really needs to know where you fit in as a player uh, because not everybody can play anywhere right uh, uh just because the, the, the spanish uh the acb right is very different than the greek league for example uh as far as tempo you know, as far yeah. as physicality, context, so are you a physical player? Are you more of a, um, you know, a quickness, you know, the do do you know, I mean, only quickness and not on your physicality. So stuff like this really matters because if you go pick the wrong team, you might get cut as a rookie and then it's hard to get another job. Yeah. So all this stuff is very important. But let's get back to basketball as far as the summer league goes. Uh, you know, when I came out, there was a lockout, and I was actually getting ready to go to Phoenix for a training camp for summer league. It's like, oh, my agent calls me. It's like, oh, it was a lockout. That's it. You're done. You're going back. I'm like, oh, really? So, uh, tell me about that. Like, um, think about because the summer league, you, you, again, it's it's another step up. Like, it's, it's like a ladder, right? So you start in high school, and you go to college, and the summer league is like somewhat transition uh, between you know, having this really talented rookies right coming to the ncaa that are just trying out for the nba you yeah. league guys with a little bit experience and you might even have overseas guy that, are like young or maybe a little bit older
1: mm-hmm.
0: that, again are trying to be seen so you got this mix of things and from what i heard practices are pretty tough sometimes and um yeah tell us a little bit about you know the whole process the, tra- the training camp of the summer league and you know some of the stuff that you're doing in vegas to kind of stay focused because you know everybody knows there's a lot of distractions in vegas <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: tell us a little bit about that
1: <laughs> yeah, so um i knew as soon as i picked my agent and as soon as i was done with that um i knew it's time to get work i knew that uh there might be a chance to play in the summer league i did not know at that, at that time i had no idea but uh, i thought it might be a possibility.
0: But did you train at Northwestern? Because I, I know a lot of a lot of kids now. They kind of just go and prepare at like uh, facilities or something. Or you yeah. train with with your strength coach and your coach at Northwestern.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I stayed there. Uh, I did my work at kind Northwestern. Of I also uh, worked out a lot with the uh, player development coach, uh, Ryan Humphrey. He's now an assistant coach at uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, and. Uh, I worked out a lot with him every morning. Uh, I also had an internship you know the last quarter of, of the of the year and uh, I did my internship before my internship I had workouts at five six in the morning go to my internship come back work out some more, you know all that kind of stuff
0: um, I mean it takes education I think a lot of uh, young kids you know can't really understand that that it, it takes education especially if you want to, like like you, you you've done this whole thing uh you know doing both and you know we've known each other for quite a few years and you've always looked on the off the court stuff right you have to be prepared i think oh yeah it's cool you know if you um play basketball and you make a lot of money but you have to be ready for you know the second part um and you've you've done that you've yeah, you know, from the get-go, apparently. So how is how how is that balancing? You know, trying to focus on knowing you're gonna become a pro, knowing you're gonna make uh, make some money off it, and still focusing on on your internship. That's pretty interesting. I, I actually did not know that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was tough. It was tough because an uh, internship took a big chunk of of my day. I had to work there for eight hours. You know, so. Uh, I knew I had to get a workout in the morning, and then wait all these eight hours in the inter- in the internship, and then work out the rest of the day. Um, if I was to do it differently, I probably would have taken classes or courses uh, during that time, and maybe I'll space them out um, so I can actually work out in between. Um, I think that that would have been better for me, um, uh, but you know, it was something I had to do. I was, you know, I I do this internship and I'm done with college. You know, and and that feeling um, coming from, you know, my side of the family or uh, any side, honestly, it was such a big feeling, you know. And and my host family really told me, like, listen, you are a really lucky guy. Uh, You get to play college basketball at Northwestern, one of the top schools in in the country. you You can get degree from there. And, uh, you know, I really believed that. And I said like, okay, let's do it. I I graduated in communication studies with a concentration in English. So, uh, just the thought that, hey, maybe one day I can come back to the States, I have this degree, I can get a job, you know, or uh, I can work in Romania. I say, listen, I got a degree in communication in the States from this university, I can get a job here too. Uh, especially because English is such a, you know, people look for, yeah people look for that. So, um, it was tough to, throughout my whole career at Northwestern to balance both uh, basketball and, and school work, it was a lot of work, especially in Northwestern, you go through trimesters. So you have like three semesters in one year and, uh, you know the pace of schoolwork is so much faster. You you don't do as many papers or you don't have as many exams, but you have to study and study and study as much as possible. And the professors are not they do not care. That you're an athlete. You got to take a test. You got to take your you know whatever. So, uh, but yeah, like I call like you guys
0: do team study halls, stuff like
1: that. Yeah, I got team study halls. I had to do that my freshman year and then. Uh, Towards uh, my senior year, like they 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 went down and down and down. Um, we had an unbelievable support for student athletes over there. We have, you know, uh, student advisors and we have uh, mentors, or we have we have all the resources you need for you to be successful. So if you struggle, you can ask for help, and they are going to help you. They're not going to do it for you, but they're <laughs> going to help you. You know, they're going <laughs> to. And tell you like what like you need to do or where to look or stuff like that. So that's that definitely helped me. I definitely asked for help um, for for some final papers that were like I don't know like 15 pages long. Like okay, I, I wrote ten, I need five more, like I don't know what else, right? So <laughs> um, Yeah, but it always post in the right direction reading to help you as much
0: as possible.
1: So yeah. But um uh, like knowing the fact that I'm gonna end up with a degree was so much better because like you said, it, it can be a fallback, it can be a backup. You never know when your career can be over. Um, as we've seen it happen many times with with other players where they had career ending injuries. So just to have this behind you is is really really good. Really good. So I, Absolutely. I recommend so if you can get it, on. you get it. But also think that Basketball is 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 a short career, so if you can make big money right away, don't wait for it. So, true,
0: true. But yeah. <laughs> uh was the summer league stuff? How was uh, the training camp? You know the games and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So my whole my whole spring, I prepared for for uh, summer league, and I I was ready for it. I even had some uh, workouts with Bulls. You know, I had I got to test my skills over there too. And I got called for, to, to go play for the Pelicans. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Uh, and my, on my team was then Buddy Hill and Cech He was kind of like the, the center of the team. Uh, they were the prospects. And, uh, you know, when I, when I heard I was going to play for the Pelicans, I was so excited. I was so excited. And uh, going to training camp, you know, it was now over. You still have to make the team. Uh, but I was like, man, I just want to be on the team. Like, I know they have a prospect on my position. I might not get many playing minutes, or I might not get any minutes at all. Uh, but I knew just the fact that I made it on a summer league team that can mean something for my future contract, right? Um, kind of but validates
0: you, said, it validates your own work, right? Because that's what you work for. So I kind of validate yeah. that, you know, the work you put yeah. in before, uh, you know, before the draft and stuff like
1: that. Exactly. So I said, like, I'm, I'm still gonna do the best I can, who knows? Maybe not peligan, but somebody else might see me and one week, you know, on a contract, like a two-way contract or something. I don't know. But as soon as I got there, uh the next day we had a morning practice. It was like two and a half hours long. And oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> a different level like speed-wise, physicality, um tactics, like everything was like another level up. And I thought I was ready. I was in shape. I was running, you know, football field lengths before this. Like I I said, like, I'm good. I'm good to go. I was not ready. First day I could barely walk after that. And we had like two practices of like two and a half hours, maybe something like that. Um, But uh, I adjusted really quick. Like I got used to it. After two days, I was like, I was fine. You know, like, all right, let's play now. I'm good to go. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's <laughs> but, awesome. um, it
1: is a different level. And uh, everything is really professional, as it is, as it is in college. But in NBA, you know, they have more facilities, like more, more people around. They take really good care of you. They have, you know, cooks, chefs. They have a, a massage guy for almost every guy. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. For me, it was just a full-on experience. I'm like... just gonna take advantage of it you never know (laughs) like i might not get this chance again so it was and one lifetime experience
0: uh, you signed in uh belgium right
1: yeah
0: as the summer league so how is that um you know going to belgium uh the level of basketball there it's it's a league that particularly like uh just because of how professional it is so how was how that for you? How was the, the game as far as, uh, I'll, I'll compare it to college, not the summer league, right? The summer league, uh, yeah. like we said, it's a different ball game. Uh, compared to college, how was that for you?
1: Um, it was, I think the, the biggest difference might be uh, the, the, the amount of workouts and practices we have per week. In college, again, it's that hour limit per, per week, that's how much you can practice. And I know in Northwestern we were really strict with that. So I don't know in other places, but we always like practice to the to the minute. Um, and then always like one, maybe two a day with lifts or something like that. But when I came to Belgium, we had two a day pretty much every day except the day before a game. Um, and uh, it was you know it was another adjustment for me. And especially because uh, I played, you know, my senior year uh, and then I worked out hard for the summer league and then I went to summer league. And then after summer league, for a couple of weeks, I went to the national team, Uh, you know, that year when they went to Brazil and China. Well, I only ended up in China, Brazil. So I was working out with them. And then from there, I went straight to Mons, to, to Belgium. And
0: There was no break, basically from.
1: There was no break, and I got straight into here, straight to this, yeah. Yeah, straight into conditioning workouts. You know, like we are marathons, sprints. I'm like, listen, guys, I'm in shape. Like, I need maybe to take care of my body, not to <laughs> break it down even more. Um, but that was a big adjustment too. That was a big adjustment too, just to the, the, the amount of work hours we have to put in every week, um, and then the league. I think it was pretty similar. There, there were many Americans in the league. Uh, there were many young players in the league. Um, always knew Ostende; they're, they're the best team in the league, and they were. Uh, they won the championship that year too. Um, but I love it. I love Belgium. Belgium is by far my favorite, you know, country to play in. It's just, I think it's such an easy transition too for any college student that, want, that wants to play pro and they want to start in europe i think belgium might be the, the place to be um,
0: yeah it's a small a a league a number of teams too and uh, the travel it's a lot easier you know than yeah. example, i played in poland i mean we we're traveling by bus 10 12 hours 13 hours you know go there, sleep play the next day come back on the bus yeah. 12 hours you know 13 hours No, in belgium
1: you drive the same day same day, yeah,
0: two hours before the game. Be a, little, uh, easier transition for some rookies. Exactly. Um, you know, and then you went uh, from Belgium, yeah. we'll kind of fast forward a little bit right now to the period where you're in Spain. And, um, you know, Spanish basketball has a good reputation as far as, you know, the speed of the game, the, uh, their, their, their skill set, you know, passing, shooting, dribbling. It's, it's a whole different ball game um for you right uh as a center how uh how has that changed for you because to me the you know the, the leagues you play in, in some ways they have nothing to do with the way the, the spanish uh, teams are but at the same time spanish teams do like you know bigs like you that can really shoot it you know that can uh you know that they have an array of, of, of possibilities on the offense and a skill set. So um, how was how that for your transition as far as, the, you know, the speed of the game, the ball movement, because I think the Spanish basketball is, is very good at moving the ball.
1: Yeah. Um, again, like, I feel like my whole life was just trying to adjust. And I think that's, you know, for every basketball player, if you switch teams or leagues especially, you got to adjust to everything. Um, but for me, like you said, in Belgium, probably I used to shoot more, especially uh, the season before this. Um, I was used more on pick and pop. I was using some post ups too. Um, but the league was not as physical for me, probably because I was the biggest guy or one of the biggest guys in the league. Um, so it was more about running, more about sitting screens, pick and roll, uh, a lot of pick and rolls. And then when I got to Spain, even secondly, um, it was like a wake-up call. Like, dude, you're going to play against men here. (laughs) And uh, the level of physicality is so much higher than than I was expecting. Um, I was, you know, so used to running free and then maybe post up and uh, stuff like that. And then when I got here, like, the coach was like, I know you can shoot, you can shoot, you know, I'll let you shoot, but we need you in the post-up. So I'm like, all right, I got to change my game. So let's go in the post-up. I have my moves, but I got to, you know, work on them a lot more. But then also, like I said, the level of physicality, there's a bunch of good centers in the league and, uh, you know, teams, uh, they have this uh, philosophy that you need a big center on the team. You cannot win without a big center on the team. And so you can imagine there are a bunch of good players in the league, I see that. Well, yeah, the,
0: Spanish, the Spanish basketball has been like that. You know, if you look over the past few years and before that, um, to me, they're like one of the last countries that still, you know, use seven footers. I would say the yeah. right, you know, like if you look at Ante Tomic right now, and, um, you know, I really love his game. Or you look at Borussis, you know, and, okay, he's towards the end of his career, but uh, same thing, you know, they've all had a lot of success in Spain and with Spanish teams. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just different the way they think and the way they process basketball. And uh, I touched on it a little bit, like how you're used to Belgium running free and stuff and coming here. Um, Yeah, every league is different. You know, every country is different. I think that's what a lot of... uh, a lot of people, uh, especially players, need to understand, uh, just kind of know where you're signing, know where you're going. Because even when I got to Greece, I was just, you know, it was a very tactical league. You know, it's, mm-hmm. a, uh, it's a very well-coached league. Uh, yeah. Very tactical, right? So uh, to yeah. the, um, yeah. and it was just one of those things that, you know, like maybe the two, three threes that I would get away with, some other games on like a pick and pop or on a bowl movement type you know, late rotation it's like they know, you know who's the shooter and you know what a chance he's going to penetrate so like this year for example, I never got fouled so much in shooting threes in this year, I mean it was like one or twice per game, I was shooting like six free throws a game and I was like (laughs) guys, why? And they just closed out so hard they just took their risks, right? But it's like lower my percentage.
1: So, you know, Yeah, see, hearing spin is kind of the opposite. I mean, I guess it, it's, it's also on the coach, but like, for example, our philosophy is don't let people penetrate. Like, if they penetrate, then you have to make rotations. And, you know, it's going to create a bigger mess and maybe easier buckets. So like if a guy shoots with your hand in his face, like it's whatever. So you see like different philosophy from the coaches, but also maybe, I haven't actually looked at it, but I think that's the philosophy in Spain overall.
0: Yeah, for for me, the Greek League this year was absolutely the most scouting, even more than college that we've done. You know, like uh, you just know everything and you you have to know when you close out, which hand you got to push into.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, or pulling up on us. So it was just really, um, I would say detailed, like I said, to the dot. Like it was it was a bit crazy. And you know, just going back to why I was getting a foul so much trouble, I was like, because you're not blocking my shot. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna let it fly and I'm gonna wait for you to foul me. Like a lot of times I would just release the ball. I had no idea where it goes. I would just release it and I would just wait. Because I see you close ball, wow. so and I, I know I know the scouting report because I was like, okay, so they want to close out hard I mean, that's fine. I could put the ball on the floor. I could just get three free throws out of it. And a lot of times, it was just that. It was just playing the game. Yeah. It was like, coming off
1: be of yeah, smart like, about it.
0: yeah, we had a pin down. I'll, I'll play off the pin down. I'm like, OK, he's trailing me. He's going to close out hard because he knows I want to shoot it. So I would just release the ball, like, not even follow through, you know, just let it go. And I'm like, I'm waiting. And he just following me, you know, stuff like that. And <laughs> same thing yeah. playing France, right? It was like you're saying, it was a free-flowing game. It's a different style. And I think yeah. um, that, that's huge for, um, especially for rookies, you know, once, once you play one, two years in Europe, you kind of understand everything. Um, but to me, it's same like you said, France was, I, I love the league. Uh, maybe because I grew up in American basketball. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: but I, I love the league. I, lo- I love the flow of it, you know, uh, even the speed of it. And uh, it, was, it was a good place mm-hmm. to play in. Uh, that was my second year, so, yeah. So what are your plans going forward right now? I mean, I know it's a difficult situation, you know, dealing with teams, and I know uh, we talked about that uh, you are you kind of missed all your flights. So uh, you're stuck in uh, Spain for
1: yeah. TBD? Who knows <laughs> how long? Um, yeah, who knows how long? But, uh, yeah, I, I guess the immediate plan is try to get home, but get home safely. Um, and then, uh, you know, try to see if I can... Do workouts and you know where I can go to do some workouts uh, um, and uh, try to get better for for the next year. Um, I definitely know some stuff I can I need to work on, and uh, it's 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 a process. It's a process. Yeah, it be... More than
0: welcome to come to hoop drills. Uh, hey, we have a great trainer there.
1: <laughs> so, I know, I know. I heard about I heard a lot of good stuff about hoop drills. yeah
0: so uh, that would be great but how do you process this just one last thing how do you process this mentally um for me personally it was just uh i don't know if it was tough it was kind of expected once i saw things developing i was like it's just the normal thing is to kind of cancel the league and we move on and let's hope that basketball is going to be back in the fall uh but how do you process this mentally um as a professional athlete you know um like I said, you know, this, this is our income. This is our livelihood. Yeah. It, it's, it's, everything is like TBD right now, right? Um, you know, the, the discussion of the salaries, you know, how much our player is going to get paid, when. And uh, also, like, you don't know when your next check is coming from your next team or your next destination, right? So how do you process this mentally? How do you try to cope, uh, you know, with this period?
1: It, it's It's one of those things where... You know you gotta do what you can control you cannot control the the virus or you're gonna control you know other extraordinary events um, but you know I'm using this time to develop uh, you know on other sides of like personal like personal development or I'm reading a bunch of books about finances or marketing I'm you know I, I love marketing and that's my hobby I like to do a bunch of Uh, stuff in that niche Um, you know I'm also thinking about the future like what do I want to do in the future how can I get ahead you know even if it's not my time to retire yet like can I do something to get ahead and uh, maybe when I'm done uh, with basketball I can pick it up from where I left it off and uh, another
0: transition you know it's going to be another adjustment another transition right then so yeah yeah if you can get ahead now you know the easier it's going to be then
1: Exactly. Exactly. And right now, the best you can do is just, you know, be safe, stay at home, and work on other stuff. You know, try try to improve uh, mentally. Like I know it's tough because the season just stopped like midway. You were in the top, top shape of your of the season, you know. So like you were ready for mentally there, and then suddenly it just stops. It's tough. Tough, but you got to find out yourself by reading, by watching documentaries, by or just relaxing. Stay with your family. You know, as a basketball player, you don't get a chance maybe as much uh, because you're always on the road, you have practice, you have time. And then when things get back to normal, get back to work. That's, that's kind of like what I think. <laughs>
0: So that's a good that's a good mentality right? <laughs> we can end on that right control what you can control yeah uh, that's all we can do well alex thank you for your time and uh yeah we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll talk soon